Great content for you guys out there. Mm-hmm. For the loyal fans, Linda. <laughs> How are you, Linda? Happy birthday. No, we know that Paul listens now because he gave us shy for telling everybody he washes his belt, oh, which yeah. is true. He does, does wash his belt. I don't believe him. He tried to give out and say that we were lying to him. But he washes his belt, people. When you see him, call him out. <laughs> Send him DMs. <laughs> That's Paul Doherty, Paul Doherty uh, and he lives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anybody who washes their belts? Write us in, and we'll we'll call them out on the podcast. We'll yeah. name them and shame them. Scott Who's this? Scott sends it. The boss. <laughs> the boss is here with us today. The boss is here, and we've got a uh, we've got quite a fun day to uh, weekend ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We're doing a late night seminars. We are. Very cool. Spooky karate. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you finish tonight? Oh, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. See, uh, I, I work so hard for these guys. You work so hard. <laughs> so here's a question for you, Sensei. So, the, 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 even, I presume we've started that. That's my question. We've started that. We I went to put my thing on charge and I came back and you're already talking with that silly tone that you have. <laughs> <laughs> We thought we'd get into our comfortable, natural state. Because um, sometimes when you start with us, we, we feel a bit of a pressure, you know? Besides someone who can who can cause us so much damage, <laughs> both verbally and physically. <laughs> Speaking of causing damage, Scott Sensei just gave me a haircut. <laughs> and um, he's good at some things. And, uh, just, know, he it looks fine he's with not, what I had to work with. He's not going to break out into the hairstylist business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not like Dave Hazard. No. Why does Dave he Hazard was a hairdresser before he? he turned professional at karate. Yeah. Cannot picture that I at know. all. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That's That should be a thing, what people did before they were karate instructors. What did you do before you were a karate instructor? Nothing. But what, were you, what, was, what was your... You read university, right? What were you yeah. studying at uni? Very little. Um, <laughs> I read geography and social That's anthropology. That's the posh way of saying it. Mm. Mm. And uh, and I qualified as a high school teacher, but I never I never actually worked. But you would have been a high school teacher then. No. Good no, morning, was... Mister Langley. <laughs> the, 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 the only... <laughs> My classroom, my rules. Uh, no, the only reason I did that was so I could get into, get to Japan. Oh. Or, or get easily to, easier to Japan. So yeah. with a PGCE, Postgraduate Certificate of Education, you uh, were kind of basically guaranteed a job. There you oh. go. They'll never let me in. I've no degree at all. Yeah. No chance. I, mean, even, I, could, I could have a dog, so they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> You'd need a doctor to let you in. <laughs> Um, so, so we're teach- you're teaching this seminar for for um, Canadian friends yeah. um, over the weekend, um, and my question is, because you're we're struggling with Zoom uh, on Zoom class and stuff like that, but you're very well known for teaching a good class and always delivering. Like you know, very like some some senses teach a dud. I've, don't think I've ever seen you teach a dud before. No. What's the secret to keeping it fresh? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep everyone so enthralled? 
how does how is it <laughs> how that nobody, can I take how, that question how, straight how, from you? How is it that people don't go, oh Christ, there's Scott doing well, it usual. The thing is, I, 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 expansion I, box. I think I think you, there are plenty of people, that's the point, <laughs> who go, there's Scott again talking about is, you know, ooh, it's all about kind of the hips and all about contraction and body. And it's only because like, you know, by by the very nature of of you know, you guys sticking around, it means that you like what I teach, but there's a whole load of people, let me assure you, a whole load of people out there who don't like what I teach and, uh, or don't even, you know, have never seen anything I've done. So, uh, but you do, but you do keep it fresh though. Like you do have a, you'd never teach the same thing twice. You've said that before. Or you try definitely, yeah. you make an effort not to teach the same thing twice. I, I try to forget what I've taught. Right. But although, like, so, was, when you do teach it twice, yeah, I'll tell you why. I, I was, I was in a in a seminar. I won't say where or when. It was a number of years ago, and uh, and I started teaching, and someone came up to me and I said, said to me, halfway through the class, you taught this last year, and I had no recollection at all what I was what that I had and luckily it wasn't the one of the hosts and the hosts were very happy and I luckily it was the first day of a weekend first session of a the first day of a weekend seminar but I was like shit I've never never even thought of it but like yeah that's the problem when you when you and I, I I'm sure I wasn't teaching in the exact same way because yeah. they didn't even notice but I very quickly diverted left mad that you managed to um teach the same thing twice in the same place yeah by accident yeah it was a different country <laughs> what yeah, it wasn't even. Oh like, yeah, yeah, it was like it, on one of your weekends. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a different country, and like I was like, yeah, I was mortified. <laughs> but only, but only like to me, like no one else knew apart from the one person that told me. Took great pleasure in telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you believe in like like lesson planning for for classes for seminars? Do you do you spend much time thinking about what you're going to teach, or do you have that creative flow? Well, I think. I think you should have a, a a good plan and then be willing to abandon it at any moment, and so uh, yeah, I, I think when I when I first started teaching and you know like I used to have quite a, quite a detailed plan and you know I remember like I used to go to the Norwegian summer camp every year and and that so what I do is like throughout the year I would the the Norwegian summer camp was the 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 finale. Because then I'd normally, because that was like the last weekend of June, first weekend of July, then I'd mostly have the July and August off in terms of teaching. And then so from September, I would start kind of like playing about with stuff and teaching, playing about with stuff in the dojo, kind of refining it a weekend, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work. Do that until I had this kind of perfect couple of hours, whatever, down. And then I'd get bored with it, even though nobody else would, because I'd be teaching different people every weekend get bored of it and then I'd do the same again and the same again and so I'd go right the way from September until the end of June doing that and by the time I got to June I would have kind of basically I don't know 12 14 hours of really refined material and I would then I would then write on the I like a number of people had kind of remarked it I'd have the schedule out and on the bus because like a 2 hour journey from the airport to Frederickstad I would detail write what I was going to do in because like, you'd be teaching lots of the, a lot of classes over the four days, and I'd basically cherry pick all those those lessons and then just deliver it, and and it was a thing that people you say oh I wonder what Scott's new uh, new line would be this year, no, right. uh, what's his what's his new kind of take on stuff, and it would be it would be the culmination of a year, and then I would in the summer camp I'd basically shoot my load, and then I'd have to start all over again in September. That's like that's a, cool. That's like a comedian. 
yeah. sort of ramping up to his, his, it's exactly, his comedy special, yeah, right? Yeah, no, it's exactly, that's how I mould it, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Including the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's very good. So, so um, for example, on Zoom then, do you, are you still going through that same process with the restrictions or have you had to adapt a little bit to what you're, you're doing? Yeah, like, so the, the, with the Zoom, like, it's, there's been, the, well, there's been less weekend seminars, hasn't there? And, and also, more importantly, the people that have been on the seminars are basically the same people. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's not true, but, but say you say 20-30% of the people on the, are on the same, the, the weekend after weekend. And so that's enough for me to say to myself, I can't teach the same stuff. So, you know, I only need one person. Like, back in the day, I used to have, when I used to go to, I used to teach in England a lot, you know, and... and and maybe two two times a week a month, I'd be in teaching a, a seminar in the UK, and and there would be one or two people that would be at every single mm-hmm. seminar, and it just mean like I couldn't. If I saw that person, I thought, okay, I can't teach anything that I've done before. Then, so uh, that was kind of important. But like the Zoom's exactly the same. So now I'm not kind of I'm not kind of building up that that uh, kind of weekend seminar over a long period, like months. I'm doing it within a week of teaching it Monday and Thursday and then delivering it on the Saturday mm. so it's a lot short lived but there again the, the, the you know I'm not teaching four hours a day I'm teaching 45 minutes maximum so mm-hmm. that's the difference as well yeah. yeah actually also the way you described your uh, you know building up your material over a whole year yeah. I kind of do that every day with my four zoom classes yeah. the first for the first one I decide like 30 seconds before I start the zoom meeting one thing I'm going to teach and in the half an hour, it'll become a class, hopefully, mm. unless I have a complete brain fart and I can't think of anything. Yeah. And then the second class, I teach the same thing and it's a bit better. Third class, it, again, it's a bit better. And then when I teach the um, the senior grades class for my last uh, Zoom class, I just teach an advanced version of what I was doing yeah. with the kiddies. And because it's been going around in my brain for an hour and a half, I can teach an advanced yeah. version of it then. I think you've also got, you've got to kind of give yourself the freedom of, of, of also, like when you find yourself in that position where it's just kind of like you know the flow you know when you're kind of in the the flow of it all just to to recognize that and let it go yeah uh, you know i was once in i was once in israel i will name names it was the jks european championships you either i actually had knee surgery and had to okay. miss that one that was a, yeah. that was devastating well, well why the europeans would be in israel i don't know but we were there <laughs> for the europeans and we they they decided that they would they would the competition i think was on the saturday and the sunday and they invited Everyone, there was a seminar Thursday, Friday. The Japanese instructors, Yamaguchi and Kanyama, taught on the th- Friday. But they thought it would be a good idea that European heads would teach on the Thursday. And so uh, I was asked to teach for an hour, and maybe Paul Giandrea, and there's a guy from Russia, and, there's, you know, and there was one of the Israeli instructors that was teaching, and he was teaching before me the black belts. I think it was like maybe Nidan and above or Sandan and above group. And, uh, and he kept on running to the sideline and reading from his notebook oh. and then coming back and going okay next and then demonstrating something and then and making some kind of basic points and then and then like and then running off whilst everyone's standing there reading something and coming back okay next and they all were just kind of different points and like nothing really flowed it was ter- it was the worst class i've ever experienced in my life uh at, on the on a big stage and then uh, I got up and taught. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was real wow. motivation to go right. Yeah. This is how it's done. Yeah, I hate um, I hate seeing people live mu- musicians gigging musicians with an iPad set up 
in front of them so mm. they can read lyrics. Yeah. I think yeah. that if you're reading lyrics, first of all, you just learn the fucking lyrics. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. And the pros it, do that, though. The pros have to be monitors. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But like, like, lot, like some of the greats. Oh, you mean like to read their lyrics off of? Yeah. Some of them have like they are, like cause that's because they, they have, they've like, done so songs. much heroin in their rock and roll lifestyles they can't remember when, their fucking granny's name. But when you, lyrics you have the a discography of like fifty songs. Sometimes you're going to be like, "Does that one go again?" Man, I know hundreds of songs and I know them in my brain. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and also if you're if you're reading off notes at a karate seminar, mm. you're not looking at the students. Yeah. You're not responding to the... You're not reading the room. And if you're looking at your iPad while you're playing a gig, you're not with... You're not with anyone. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, like reading the room. I mean, this is not a lecture. You're yeah. not just... You're not just providing information. Like, it's it's this kind of symbiotic kind of experience where mm -hmm. you're taking from the students and giving back and you're feeding and they're feeding you. And, like, just to, to have that kind of disconnect and... Okay, what what was next on my list? As if everything was set, mm -hmm. like from the moment you said yoi to the moment that you said yame, you knew exactly what you were gonna do. That's impossible, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like I like in my small experience of teaching in seminars and stuff. You go like, I, I learned quickly like going in with that plan, and I do I think read the room quite well. I then realise that if I'm if I hold on to the plan for too long, you get stuck, yeah. and, and you realise that um, the class isn't going in the direction that you want it to go so you have to like you yeah. say be willing to just abandon it and then go in whatever direction is, like, is like, right like tonight i have like you know two or three kind of uh starting combinations starting kind of not combinations but kind of starting exercises with a with a general theme um and then i've got a few that i know that i could stick in if i get lost or get stuck but generally speaking i'll just start with those two or three see what they're doing sense of like where they're getting the theme of the gain it if they're not getting it and then just kind of move on from there mm. so yeah we'll see how it goes <laughs> we will, yeah. well there's one theme for the entire weekend yeah they've asked you to teach tai sabaki yeah what do you think of tai sabaki sensei i think it's a gimmick yeah <laughs> i mean it's 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 one of those things that it's a bit like sen no sen and go no sen and yeah. sen sen no sen and you know, it's it's one of those things that that people latch onto with great comfort, without then having to do the hard work. Like if they're just, it's just merely describing. Like like distance is a good one. Like seno sen gono sen, it's just merely describing different distances. But that as if they're unique and separate. When it's not, it's just a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So like you know, one will eventually morph into the next, and so it's much. But like that's too difficult to understand. Because that what to understand that is is a is a is a much more kind of deeper kind of uh, understanding of distance. You know, like there's there's distance intelligence and like you know spatial intelligence. Basically, it's a much di difficult. It's a difficult thing to teach spatial intelligence in an intellectual way. Hmm. But people have intellectualized it and made it into things that people can study and go right. I understand that, but they don't. They understand one point within an infinite amount of points within space. But that's what karate karate does that with everything. Yeah. You know, all the yeah, techniques yeah. have their own special names, and we have names for our stances. Yeah. But nobody makes a solid static stance yeah. in a fight. Yeah, yeah. I saw on, I saw on Facebook or or maybe it was Instagram <laughs> <laughs> um, um, about this guy had demonstrated the twenty one punches of karate. Oh yeah, and like you know, 
fair enough. Mm-hmm. But did he not realise they're all the same thing? <laughs> and he's going, this is Kagazuki, and this is Orozuki, and this is Kizamazuki, and this is Oizuki, and this is Chokas... Like, he went on and on and on. Like, he, he had, to be fair to him, he had quite a nice technique. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, you, 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 are you missing the point? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I didn't comment, obviously, and kept, kept my thoughts to myself until now. It's kind of like the, the styles of kicks with Sensei Seth. This yeah, is a yeah, yeah. taekwondo style mm. of like roundhouse kick. This is a karate roundhouse kick. This is a Muay Thai roundhouse kick. Yeah. This is a kung yeah. fu roundhouse kick. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give him shit for that when we finally get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> So um, you posted a, a really lovely picture the other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lovely picture, and it was you in the the JKS Honda Dojo. Yeah, I think. Uh, what do you mean you think? I, I think I think it was Honda Dojo. I don't know. It could have been somewhere else. Uh, but it, it was you. It wasn't really the, him. He was never there. He was never there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, why, why, why did you post it? Did you feel nostalgia, or, or was there a reason for for that yeah, post? Just, I was just, just nostalgia. Just nostalgia. Yeah. Do you, do you ever miss um, that sort of all ahead of you, like no responsibility in terms of sort of building an organization and and being the sort of leader of a community? What do, do you, I miss the the lack of responsibility? Do you, do you miss uh, focusing on just yourself? Like, as I imagine back then, it was all about you, like, in your own mind. Yeah, but... Okay, well, I mean, first of all, I, I mean, I, I, I say it was... To, to be honest, to, to like, I, it wasn't just nostalgia that made me post that. And, like, what you're inferring from that is that I posted because... Because Kweke Senpai posted a, a similar uh, photograph of, on, on his Facebook with me edited out. And uh, and actually, that makes me quite happy. Just like they edited Kanazawa Sensei out of Dynamic Karate and put Yohara, or maybe you know, what was it you know, Stalin? Not Stalin. Uh, who was it? Uh, Lenin edited out Tolstoy or something. Trotsky. 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 That was it. Yeah. You know, it's like the famous the famous edits of history. You know, like uh, bleeding obvious. Like you know, they. You know what they did? They cut out Countess Markovich. From the photo of what in dynamic karate? No, no, no. From from a photo where she, uh, they're where they're surrendering after the Easter Rising in nineteen sixteen. She was there, and they cropped her out of the photo as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They couldn't yeah. have a woman show as a as a leader uh, of the big yeah. rebellion. Anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's 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 humorous, and and I often think, well, obviously, I still have rel- relevance there, you know. So it's kind of it doesn't, and and so I didn't have any kind of much negative feelings towards that it just it is what it is and so me posting uh that the similar picture the other other day was nothing really particularly connected to that although i, I guess in hindsight obviously that's what people would think <laughs> <laughs> but i'm genuinely not but if, if they didn't think that it's fine you know it, it makes no difference it is what it is but it's a it, it's it's the history so um but like do i do i miss kind of those well no not really can I tell you why because because like even now like everything was designed then I was doing everything that I wanted to do to promote to kind of you know further my study as I am doing now Mm. and so everything that I've built up is just merely a way of allowing me to continue to 
develop. You know, I mean, it's certainly not to kind of get rich. Um, I mean, like I'm doing all right, but like, and that's only ever as a byproduct of what I do rather than anything else. And and it's not a uh, it's not a way to kind of wield power because I think like the 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 bigger the group is, the the more you end up doing that stuff that you don't want to do. And you know, you you if you want to run a successful group, then it's not dictatorial. It's you having to kind of I don't know oblige people and kind of go yeah okay yeah yeah okay you do that I don't really want you to do that but okay I accept that you know it's it's a it's always constantly kind of allowing people to do stuff that's going against your own better judgment mm-hmm. because that's what I, I you know that's what a good group leader does he facilitates rather than dictates you know but but you don't miss not having to do that well you must. no because I tell you why because because that's the price I pay okay for having the ability to have the life I have. Mm. So it's a small it's a small amount of stress and a small amount of like uh, you know giving in to people and well not giving in but you know like managing uh, people. Yeah, facilitate <laughs> not even managing but facilitating or trying to understand what they need, what's their motivation, why are they acting in that way, trying to be empathetic and then say yeah okay okay do it. Mm-hmm. Even though you think, you know, I mean, obviously there's a line, and sometimes you have to say no, but most of the time it's like, yeah, yeah, do that, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's all in order to facilitate facilitate my life, which is, you know, teaching two classes a week here, training, training because that's what I need to do, and and then going and traveling and teaching and enjoying the craft of teaching. Of course, you can't. I think I don't can't remember when it was you said it, but uh, I think it was on our, our last podcast we did together, or maybe it was when you were talking to Simon. Um, you said you don't. You just do what you do, and if people follow along with it, and if people want to throw their lot in, then good. Mm. But you don't see yourself as like um, in, in as a leader. That's what you're doing. You're doing what you want to do, and if people jump on board, then fine. But you don't. You aren't devising a scheme to draw people to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously, what I do is also well considered. You know, it's not as if I'm blundering about and just walking my path and, and going, "Oh yeah, people follow me." That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Like that's Forrest Gump when he went for that. Yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, like that's that's not the case at all. Because obviously, there's a there's a, a, a very big element of me who's try what's trying to kind of develop an organization but that organization the development of the organization is for a couple of things firstly to make sure that i'm i'm with a bear, you know a merry band of men and women you know like that i've got a group of a community uh, and also that there is a legacy uh, that like i when i take a step back that it will continue that all my life's work doesn't just stop the moment that i stop working you know or stop living so um yeah, like there's a, but again, it's not. I think a lot of people look for it through through their lens, and their lens is like, how am I going to make money, mm-hmm. and how am I going to be powerful, and so they look at me and they go, well, that's got to be Scott's motivation, and and therefore make lots of judgments. Or look, he's posted again something that's just so he can make money. Yeah. Like I had one guy the other yesterday, who. Uh, that uh, photograph that you you mentioned, like Pele from um, Sweden, had said, "Oh, is that is that the w- the window that was on the right side of the picture? Is that where you looked through, and uh, 
and looked at the fish, referencing Karate Stupid. Um, and so I'd said, oh, no, that was it actually the, ca- the, the window was behind the camera. And, and then some random guy had said, said um, actually, not random, I think he's a Facebook friend, but uh, he'd said, oh, uh, I'm something along the lines of, I'm sick of Scott, or don't, no, Pele, don't you get sick of Scott going on constantly uh, promoting himself as trained in Japan and uh, and something like he's constantly saying, oh yeah, I was there training with them. Huh. Like completely random, you know? <laughs> and uh, and so I replied to him nicely and said, well, you know, uh, actually I can't remember the last time I posted anything about, about my connection to Japan. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we all have our uh, you know, or, that was it. He said. He said. You know. He just. He just goes on about in his book. He complains constantly about Japan in his book, but then yeah, takes every opportunity to to remind people that he trained in Japan with them, and uh, and I I just said well you know I I I didn't think I was complaining. My version of the book is well, my impression of the book is that it just this was what happened, and you can take it as a complaint or not. But it's, I certainly didn't feel like it was. Uh, and you know, anyway, I, I replied to him. But the point is, is that he looked at it through his lens, that that's his motivation because that would be my motivation, and therefore judge me for that. When no, like I'm me, and I don't do things like everyone else. No one, you know, obviously. Yeah. Probably one Scott that, Haley. That guy was a big meanie. <laughs> well, you, you, you want me to talk to his mummy for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll call her up. <laughs> so, so, how, so how do you deal with the negative criticism? Because the karate world is rife with it, right? Politics mm. is mm. it's one of the cattiest places, I think. Yeah. You know, about in terms of martial arts, it's one of the cattiest sort of mm. uh, uh, groups you can get. So how do you deal with people, like when people actively try and stop you from progressing forward? Whether it be within the organisation, within your own training, like, because you've had people trying to ban you from training certain places, you've had people yeah. um, trying to stop people from... from training with you or, mm. or uh, being in contact with the group and, and things like that. So how do, you, how do you manage that kind of negativity? I think the ultimate revenge is just to be happy, right? So, like, I just uh, let it wash over me and, and, and with the knowledge that, you know, they, they are kind of driven through their own, through their own kind of insecurities and, and ego in a way. And so I don't have to buy into that. If you don't play their game, then uh then then you don't you don't lose the game and so if i went head to head with with certain people and started complaining about them or or dirty tricks or or kind of ringing people up and slacking them off like like they uh, have done to me then then yeah it's a is there is some game you know one of us is going to lose but if i if i don't play their game then they'll burn themselves out They'll kind of play a game that no one else is playing and look like look the fool, and I'm just carry on doing what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I, I, and also I think, I think that if you're if you're genuine, in, so I did an interview with uh, Bujin TV on um, Wednesday. What is Bujin TV for the people that might not know? So Bujin TV is the Netflix of the karate world. Oh, fancy! Yeah, BujinTV.com. I heard Jesse Enkamp's on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've got they've got over five hundred videos now of uh, different martial, mostly ja- uh, Japanese martial, mostly karate, but also different styles of Okinawan karate and, and mainland karate, and also now kung fu. Ooh. 
yeah. Anyway, so it's I was Bujin.tv, isn't it? Bu no, BujinTV.com. BujinTV.com. Look it up, folks. Check it out. You're missing out. Scott says his best content. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did interview. Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, become a Patreon supporter of HDKI today. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. What was I going to say? You were doing an interview. Oh, yeah, I was doing an interview with them. And, uh, and they said, oh, you know, you're known for uh, having a laugh and a joke and being a super friendly sensei. Oh. You know, what made you decide to, to do that or to teach in that manner, you know? Hmm. And, uh, and like I said, well, I never decided that. Like, I, you know, I, I said most people can sniff out whether you're being genuine or not. So I could, I don't have it in me to be that strict, stern sensei. I mean, there's times when I'm like, you know, I have to say what I have to say. But even that comes from a genuine place. If I'm genuinely kind of pissed off, I will say I'm pissed off, you know. And, but most of the time, I'm genuinely kind of, kind of happy. So I teach in a happy way. Uh, and, and I said, you know, if, if you don't act with sincerity and, and show a level of, um, of, being genuine then people will just recognize that as being false and so if you recognize as that's false what else is false you know uh and and so i think as in terms of people slagging me off what are they going to do slag me off for being too happy in the dojo don't you know people train harder when you're mean to them yeah well you know you know what scott does he goes out and has a drink and and gets a bit merry with the students afterwards and has a laugh and a joke well then you know Guilty as charged. Haters going to hate. <laughs> maybe you should. Maybe have you ever given it a go though? Have you ever been the really severe kind of KUGB style angry, angry man instructor? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> That would be fun to do. Like, Again, faster, something like that. I don't know. Imagine, imagine just fl flipping the switch on the kids just once, like in the middle of class, just like complete bipolar, like sw switch and just start screaming. Well, I don't start. I, I, I was about to say I've done that. I don't just start screaming for no reason. But sometimes I, I if if it's not going my way, I get very, I get quite strict. Yeah, the only time, the only time I, I get strict in a sense of with the entire class. Would be if it, if it's a high grade class and I feel like they're not putting yeah, everything into exactly. it. That's when I would yeah like, yeah same. Give a I would give a, a rousing speech. Mm -hmm. Get the, mm -hmm. we will do karate in the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do karate in the fields we in London and Bucks <laughs> Imagine Winston Churchill doing karate. <laughs> Karate's for everyone. When I when I started at university, it was a it was a KUGB club and there was an instructor there called uh, Steve Jackson. And uh, and like I'd come from, like my instructor was like the funniest person I have ever met in my life. You know, he's hilarious, uh, and he used to teach in that manner. He was amazing at karate and very funny, and uh, and so that was that was what I was brought up with. You know, and and then I went to this KUGB club at university, and in the first session, we had the freshest mar. You know, so we had in excess of a hundred people. Wow. In the dojo, probably. 80 of them were complete beginners and then there was I was the only black belt there was kind of a few brown belts and a few Q grades that had lasted over the years so probably 20 Q grades and, and me and, and 80 black belts and he's teaching 80, 80, 80 white belts yeah mm -hmm. and uh, and he was teaching Chokazuki and some guy yawned and he said if you do that again 
I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked around thinking, oh, he's having a laugh, you know. And everyone else was deadly serious and looking straight forward, like, scared. And I was like... I mean, he was he was ruse size, and, Ooh, and, dangerous, and, and, uh, and just you know a little angry man. I thought that's not how you do it, mate. That's not how you do it. Oh my goodness! Oh, the next brilliant. day, the next session, there's I think probably, out of the eighty, probably five or ten turned up. Yes. He just lost everyone, and yeah, it was insane. I I think that's one of the most stupid threats, and people use it <laughs> sincerely all the time. That's something. Like that's what Jack Nicholson said in a few. In, is it a few good men? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack, he, he had, yeah. when he was playing the you know the big old fashioned marine. Yeah. 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 Like it suited that character, but ordinary <laughs> people cannot say that. Like, you can't say that. You just sound stupid. <laughs> that's funny. Like my my first instructor was the KGB instructor, and, and he was quite he was quite funny and humorous, mm. um, and easy going. But then would flip, would flick the switch and become all serious. But then, but when he became serious, he would start speaking with a Japanese accent. Oh <laughs> god! <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. He'd start like cutting the sentences in yeah. half and, and yeah. speaking like in broken English. <laughs> We're like, yeah. you're from Trin, mate. <laughs> Trin, Oh Trin. I was going to say Trim's in County Kildare. Anyway, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I uh, I won't name him, but there's a. An instructor in Ireland who does the warm up in a Japanese accent, <laughs> uh, like you know, like change, change. It's too much, eh? Um, we have to cut this one short because it's oh. about it's about time to go set up for the seminar. So, will we do our quick fails of the week? Uh, short one, folks, but I think uh, excellent content, Sensei. Excellent. So, oh, so, so, so. We should get him on more often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, only, if only he was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to uh, Questions Over a Beer on Scott Langley's uh, um, YouTube channel. These good philosophical karate chats with his friend Simon Black. Yeah, a bit, a bit more highbrow than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a wee bit deeper into the into the, the important questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and uh, Bougian TV. Bougian TV. Bougian TV. Yeah. Check that out. And uh, hdki.org forward slash training online. Training hyphen online. Mm. Uh, but fail of the week, do you have one? Uh, this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Trusting Scott Sensei to cut my hair was a massive fail. Oh, it, 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 it's it, fine. It worked out okay in the end, but the first time you told me to go and look in the mirror, I was like, what the fuck has <laughs> happened to here? You're going to have to do better than that, man. <laughs> So yeah, but thanks. It was it was yeah. fun. <laughs> Lockdown troubles. <laughs> my my fail of the week has to be I trying to teach Yan Shodan over Zoom <laughs> to the white belts, <laughs> and uh, the and the and the kids were just couldn't get uh, the aspect of the embassy at all. Didn't mm-hmm. know which way they're turning. So I, so we have the whiteboard in the dojo. So I carried the camera and the tripod over to the to the whiteboard. And I said, guys, look, it's a, it's a capital I. That's the shape. So, and then I started drawing little arrows for each move. And by the time I was finished, it looks like, I don't know, the map to the lost city of Atlantis or something. Was... The ravings of the lunatic. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. But that was that was hilarious. And the kids were just laughing at me the whole time. Going, what, the, what the hell are you talking about? And I looked at it, took a step back. And I was like, see? <laughs> see, it's so simple. Look. Yeah, that was hilarious. Silly. Fit of the week, Sensei? Um, 
This haircut, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I thought that's a brilliant success, to be honest. Um, I saw Barry Sheen today. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. I only bumped it. I only kind of walked past him and... and we had Stallion a, himself. Yeah, we had a quick chat, global warming. And, uh, and he said, oh, great, great class last night, Sensei. Oh, yeah, thanks very much. And uh, he says, oh, that question, though, from uh, at the end. Yeah. Now, like... I don't know what I said, but I'm guessing what he heard is is a kind of brief version of what I said that was maybe cut and spliced because of, of the person who was asking the question. So at the end, this lady uh, said, uh, excuse me, sensei, um, I, I don't know if you uh, remember me. Uh, now, this is what he heard. Okay, okay. Therefore, I presume what everyone heard. Okay, okay. I'm not saying this is what I said. <laughs> this is what he heard. Sensei, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just asking about, um, uh, you know, the the kicks. I don't, I don't know if you're, if you remember me. And he heard, uh, no, I don't. What's your question? Oh! <laughs> no. How dismissive! That's I, awful. I know, okay, so it was Susan from Canada, yeah. who yeah. I know, <laughs> who I've been answering questions on text message on yeah. Facebook uh, Messenger. So. Like I know I wouldn't have said that, but that's what he heard, and I presume that's what she heard. Yeah, it must have like a skipped or, yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah, glitched yeah. or something, yeah. and you were just going like, "No, what do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> very angry oh, man. Very, very angry. angry. It's true. Was a very angry man. Scott Sensei is an angry man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we better go. We're going to be late for the Canadians. Yes. On oh, to trading. Oh, oh, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah.